Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right, you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, it is so Steven. good to have you back. How did you break out of the hostage situation that you were in down in Mexico that kept you from recording with me last week? Uh, it's a great question, Steve. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, so a little known fact, I keep a small pokeball tucked in my sock. Uh, I pull that pokeball out. And do you want to know what's in that little pokeball, Steve Van Oak? Yeah, absolutely. It's a Pikachu. It's a Pikachu wearing a wedding photo hangover shirt. They saw the wedding photo hangover shirt. I would have thought it would the peak be the Pikachu that scared them off, but they saw the wedding photo hangover swag on Pikachu, and they were like, "Oh my god, that's that podcast! I love that podcast!" And they just let us go, man. They're like, "We would be doing crimes against humanity type <laughs> shit." If we ended that podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. That, that's the end of that story, really. I mean, that's crazy. I thought they were holding you hostage until we got enough Patreon supporters, but you know, did, whatever. Did that, did that not happen? That did not happen, no. Oh, man. Uh, but don't well, worry. I think we... most people knew that we were not serious at all. <laughs> So they probably didn't want to sign up for just just that a was, joke about Dustin's life. That was quite a stretch goal for yeah. the uh, the Patreon there, Stephen. I mean, I thought we could hit 500 in a week, but <sighs> barely made I it. See, I see the love out barely there, guys. Didn't make it, I, mean. I see the love. Um, we did get a little Montezuma revenge, uh, and that's not a beer. That is not a drink. Uh, well, like, kind of. I don't think you're supposed to call it Montezuma's Revenge. I, th I think that is a terrible thing to say. I think you're just supposed to say you got sick. That's what everybody's been calling it since we got back. <laughs> Everyone you know is a racist. Oh. I hate to tell you that, um, but that's that's what's going on there. Yeah. Welcomed Indiana. But yeah, Corinne and I, um, we our wedding in Mexico went beautifully. Uh, it was a blazing 98 degrees. Um, and it was really hot and Corinne and I were both super sick. Thank God for Imodium. And, uh, it remind it actually the whole time, Steve, it reminded me of you and I's trip to Africa. <laughs> the only difference was, uh, the conditions in which I got sick in were much nicer. <laughs> mm, and less snoring from the person yes. in the room with you, I assume. Yes. Much less snoring. Well, that's good for you. And your eardrums. And she looked much better in a bikini. But, I mean, no That's, judgment why here. Why would you say that to me? No, no, no judgment. You know I've been working on my bikini bod. I know. But. I thought. It's okay. I thought you loved me. I thought. I thought you loved the way this body looked. Mm, I do. I do. In a mm. bikini. Crying mm. over here. But did you did you survive without me while I was in Mexico, Steve? I, I survived. I thrived. I thrived. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You're gone, and I had the time of my life. Uh, you know, just some dark. You didn't listen to the last episode, did you? Oh, uh, there's been wait. There's been an episode since I've been back. It, yeah, yeah. It dropped. It dropped, dropped while, while you dropped from where? You were back from the podcast gods. 
I prayed oh, to those podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could have prayed that I wasn't the, uh, sick. That's what you should have prayed for, Stephen. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sorry. The Raven Queen only answers podcasting needs. You know. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah, she doesn't deal just, with sickness. You just tap so she's three times on that microphone. You go. Podcast gods, drop thou love upon our ears, and then it just rains holy podcasting from you from the from the clouds. The clouds. The, the, wait, I'm sorry. You said that like you just had a revelation. What is your cloud? Re- That's the cloud. <laughs> That's the cloud. <laughs> I dropped straight from Dropbox. <laughs> the podcast gods live in the cloud. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. Um, so we got some follow-up, Dustin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Zane Naylor. Oh, that Zaney. Says that... So we so we joked around about Zane uh, with the smoke grenades, and he followed up to let us know that uh, you know he actually he, he did like a whole smoke machine with a pinata thing, and said that he was a dealer distributor of custom pinatas. And I said I thought that was just a joke on the podcast. And Zane followed up to let me know it's not a joke. He actually is a distributor of custom pinatas for promopinatas.com, and he does a ton of promotional goods. And he also said that we'd be surprised by what can be dreamed up. This time last year, Zane did 1,000 custom condoms for his insurance agent. Well, well, Zane, all I have to say to that is proof is in the pudding. Uh, when we get a custom wedding photo hangover condom, condom. pinata, um, then we can we can start believing these stories. Is this a pinata inside a giant condom, or is this a pinata stuffed with condoms, or is it a pinata condom? I don't think that's a good idea. I don't. I don't think a pinata condom is a good idea. That's gonna break. That's what pinatas do. They break. Mm, yeah, there's some similes and some metaphors going on there. If you draw those parallels, Stephen, there's no protection there, Dustin. Yeah, there's no. <sighs> So, uh, more follow-up. My wife, Jen, Mm. was uh, listening to some back episodes of the podcast, playing a little catch-up, and uh, she texted me today and said that the more and more she listens to our podcast, the more she realizes that I know nothing about the business that we run together. (laughs) Really? She can't tell me how many times she's listened to one of our episodes and just thought to herself, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. any little holes she'd like to fill in from like past uh, episodes? Yeah. So I said in um I said that we had in our contract that we have continuous coverage. Like uh they're not allowed to take breaks or gaps in the wedding day. And that's not actually in our contract, though it is something we've said multiple times to clients that we don't do, mm-hmm. but it's not actually in our contract. So Jen, Jen wanted to clarify that with me. Um, and then she said she's going to put it in the contract, though. <laughs> that was a great idea. So See? And, so uh, you're influencing your own business indirectly or yeah. directly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's great when I when I come on here and I make my jokes, which Jen wanted to specify. She can tell when I'm joking and when I'm not joking, so I can't say it was a joke because she knows it wasn't a joke, and she wanted to make it very clear that she knew I was being serious when I said I thought that was in the contract. So, yeah, yeah. She called yeah. she called me out on uh, a few more things. Anything too. else? Come on, let yep. us have it, Stephen. So, 
I had said something about how we didn't have restrictions when it came to our traditional coverage um, because we didn't in the past in our contract have restrictions. We do now. We've made changes because we had a bride who tried to get traditional coverage as stated in our contract to uh, work out a way to get like our highest contract possible. So like scheduling her makeup time to be at the beginning of the day. So we'd be there for the rest of the girls getting their makeup and hair done. Um, as opposed to how we always say, which is the bride should do hers last. So she's, Mm -hmm. you know, worried about her makeup and her hair the least amount of time. And there's less time for, you know, um, so, so we had like a wedding that was really bad like that, which is what caused us to switch it up to AR contract needs to say something about it being only nine hours, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. So she, she wanted to call mm. me out on that. Cause apparently I didn't realize she had changed her contract. So she's yeah. just, she's kind of like a company lawyer. Yeah. 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 So I like that, to picture your contract with like Sharpie marks on it and constant revisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little like dates next to them saying like, this was updated January because of bride Sophia who just totally fucked things up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what your definitely. contract should look like. Yeah, it literally says in the contract because of Sophia the first, she was finding out what being a princess was all about, and that we, damn amulet. We we had to let her know that's princesses don't get to do that here. You know, talk to animals on your own time, Princess yeah. Sophia. God, I'm glad you knew exactly where I was with that. I'm, I'm glad we're in the same headspace. I'm glad we both have three year old daughters. Yeah. A little bit more follow-up, Dustin. This is ongoing follow-up that's just killing me. Just just murdering my heart and my soul. Mm-hmm. So, I jokingly said to you, it seems like the whole state of California is brown. And that's why all these uh, Midwestern photographers are using that filter that takes all the greens out of their photos and replaces it with brown. And it I'm looks seeing, ugly and dead and dried out, just like California. And I'm seeing more and more Instagram filters that are doing that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, and... Uh, Ulysses Del Toro was on the podcast week last week and mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Russell sent me straight on that already in Instagram messages. Ulysses continued to set me straight. Then Ulysses posted about it to the Facebook group and like five, six other people jumped in and everybody just started posting pictures they'd taken in California with like green grass and green trees and stuff. <sighs> so everybody's just really not letting that drop, you know? But yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. All those photos, I could see a lot of brown dead stuff too, you know? <laughs> it was so much brown. You come to Indiana, underneath our trees and our forests and woods, we have undergrowth. We have green stuff growing all over the ground. Those pictures I saw in the woods in California, it's like, we got some evergreens up there real high, but down here on the ground, it's all brown pine needles. Dustin, a little, little more follow-up. Uh, today, today was the USWNT playing in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. That's the they made it. They made it. They're going. They're going to the ship, baby. Uh, do you know what else was today? What opening ceremony for the U.S. Special Olympics qualifier? Oh, cool. Yeah. Guess where that? it was being held? I didn't have Fort to Wayne? watch it, Stephen, because I was here photographing it in Fort Wayne, motherfucking Indiana. Wow. Best city in the world. Do you want to know what I was hired to photograph today? What were you hired to photograph? The fact that the city of Fort Wayne installed new sensors on the crosswalks for uh, blind people. That's awesome. That's really cool of Fort Wayne to do that. 
Was that part of like them getting the opening ceremony thing? It took yeah. them, yeah, it took them getting the opening ceremony for the U.S. Special Olympics qualifier. You know, a lot of a lot of cities don't have stuff like that. Like the I went to school in Muncie at Ball State University, and all the uh, crosswalks on campus had stuff, um, especially for people who are here visually impaired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you walk downtown to Muncie, back when I was in college, I don't. It might have changed since then, but downtown had nothing. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you're always going to find little pockets that are more progressive, usually around universities, but. <laughs> Yeah. It takes a while for, for countries to step up their game and really, really think about the people who live there and their needs. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it did not feel like I was in Fort Wayne today because everybody, I mean, it wasn't just U.S. people competing. It was all countries. Yeah. But it was uh, interesting because they all had like their official Olympic, you know, country wardrobes on. I felt like I was stepped into another city that was way bigger and way better than Fort Wayne. But no, I was in Fort Wayne at Starbucks. I'm sure you get that feeling a lot, though, when you step into any other city in the entire world. Well, it was definitely ironic. I felt like watching Team Brazil walk into Starbucks. And I was like, really? This is the best coffee that you guys like can get in Fort Wayne? Um, yeah, probably in Fort Wayne. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> And then they were mad because uh, Starbucks closed at six. <laughs> oh man! So, I hope they don't try to get coffee on a Sunday in Fort Wayne. No, this was very much a whatever today is Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday, Tuesday. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah, don't you even know? know what day of the week it is. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to know Fort Wayne's moving on up. Oh, Stephen, what are you speaking of moving on up? What are you drinking tonight? Have you moved on up from that Eric Blood Axe that I last caught you with? No, so I wasn't drinking an Eric Blood Axe last time. I was just dreaming about it. But since then, I've gone to the Scarlet Lane Tap House in Sobro. Mm-hmm. And I got the Eric Blood Axe bourbon barrel aged. Oh, gosh. Be still my beating heart. And it almost did stop. It was so good. Did you bring so it home? Good. No, I did not. Uh, I had the Eric Blood Axe bourbon barrel aged, and I had the Tiberius bourbon barrel aged as well. What's so bro? South Broad Ripple. So, okay. That's like the <laughs> Oh, oh I, I see what it, it is. It's like Indy trying to be like New York City or something. Indianapolis has going down like to neighborhoods. So yeah. There's Fountain Square, there's Sobro, there's Broad Ripple, there's Speedway. There's a bunch of neighborhoods. I know, but I've just never heard it abbreviated like that. Yeah, no, I I guess it would be weird for you because you live in Fort Wayne, where it's just either Fort Wayne or the the suburbs. Yeah. Do you even call those suburbs the cornfields surrounding Fort Wayne? Mm-hmm. We call them the fields. But uh, tonight, no, I'm uh, I'm actually drinking the Poet by New Helen Brewing Company. Ooh. Which uh, you know, it has a raven on it. Does so, that make you feel rhythmic? Uh, I'm always rhythmic, baby. You know what I'm Ooh. talking about. No, I love this beer. It's very, very tasty, very delicious. It's an oatmeal stout, and it, it is one of my favorite beers from New Holland. But just really anything with Edgar Allan Poe, you know, stuff to it, which this is definitely a reference to Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, it's called The Poet, and it's got like a raven on it. It's definitely about him. Right. Um, but it just, it makes me feel like, makes me feel connected to my dad, because he, he was a Poe fan. He used to like read us The Raven at night when we were kids. And then was that 
Like, did, I assume you hated that show then? I don't know what show you're talking about. The Ra- the Raven show? That's so Raven? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that show. I <laughs> no, you, loved, you loved that one? I loved every time I turn on Nick at Night and it'd be like, that's so Raven, nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those weren't connected? No, 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 not at all. Okay. What were you talking about? <laughs> what is this Raven thing you're talking about? I don't remember. I'll have to look it up. Have to look Dustin, it up. Dustin, my man. What are you drinking tonight? I am just drinking a good old American staple from New Belgium. A <laughs> fat tire. American it's... staple. A beer that didn't <laughs> exist in America like 10 years ago. It's brewed in incorrect. North Carolina. Fat Tire is brewed in North but Carolina now? That's what it says on the can. And cans don't lie. I thought New Belgium was a Colorado company, right? So It says can brewed and canned yeah, no, in New Belgium is, Brewing in Fort Collins, yeah, no, North no. Carolina. I hate to see a small company succeed and become a big company. <laughs> I think that's called tall poppy syndrome, right? You know, let's just tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, let's take it down. Hey, if Elizabeth Warren becomes president, that's her belief. <laughs> Dustin, do you want to move on and talk about some topics? What do you got, or, or Steve? Do you want to wax poetic about your uh, fat tire? No, I mean, it's just a good beer. There's not really, I mean, it's not a great beer. It's not a crap beer. It's just a good, solid beer. Well, Dustin, do Steven. you want to talk about the new Holy Trinity of lenses uh, that Canon's really rolling out? That's really all I want to talk about, but you I just, didn't think you'd want to talk about it. No, you know, you were, you were being held hostage all last week. I'm trying to, you know, give you a softball, work you back into the game. Uh, I will say I saw this, and then on the same day I saw this, which was today, uh, I saw a good friend of the show, Vanessa Joy, is offering a workshop in Charleston, South Carolina this November, uh, sponsored by Canon, where they will be debuting um, potentially this lens and some of their other mirrorless lenses for people to use during the workshop. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I was a little tempted to sign up. You I don't think I don't think I would go Canon. Uh, I think we're pretty cemented in the idea of going Sony if we switch from Nikon. Mm-hmm. But man, I will say these lenses that Canon is coming out with are certainly tempting. Um, I mean, Canon's always been a lens company. I was listening to some other podcast recently, and somebody said that their photography, they didn't really care so much about the camera bodies. They cared more about the light and the lenses. Mm-hmm. In that photographer shot on Nikon, and I was like, "Nah, you don't, you don't care about lenses if you shoot on Nikon." Let's be honest. I don't know. Nikon lenses are pretty good, but Canon, mm, not compared to Canon lenses. Come on, buddy. Come on. But these lenses, the Holy Trinity. So uh, Steve was referencing Canon announced, or I shouldn't say announced. There is a rumored sixteen to twenty-eight f f two L series lens coming out for their new mirrorless system. Uh, to pair with their already formidable Canon 28 to 70 f2, um, which 
there's a picture of it here. I've not actually felt this lens in my hands. I don't know if you have, but it looks like a tank on the camera body. Like it is. Those Canon camera bodies are bigger or small. They're like very, okay. they're like the size of the Sony bodies. So they're, they're tiny little bodies and much like the Sony lenses, like the F 1.8 primes that the Sony has and stuff. The, the lenses are just gigantic compared to the bodies. Yeah. Yeah, the lenses are almost so heavy on the Canon bodies that it almost, because uh, they're so big, uh, that it almost negates the fact, like the weight <laughs> you gain, like the, the weight loss that you gain by going from DSLR to mirrorless in uh, yeah. the lenses that you buy. But somebody but said... I, I'd make that trade, dude, because an F2 zoom, that would be a game changer. Yeah, I know, because even on like my prime lenses, I shoot at like f 2.2 2.5 and that's kind of my happy place is kind of right around there so an f2 zoom that's got me intrigued and you know with the canon series uh so like with with most of your lenses if it's like an f 1.2 uh for dslrs then the sweet spot is really probably around like a f 1.8 f 2.0 as far Mm -hmm. as focus and stuff goes and making sure like everything's in focus and looks good um and Canon specifically said when they made the switch to the mirrorless system and the EOS R cameras that uh, that like sweet spot of focusing no longer exists and that it, like you can shoot all the way up to like the 1.2 on the 50 millimeter and like take full advantage of it without having to worry about focus because like their new autofocus system is so much better. Well, they also just rolled out that new 85 millimeter mm-hmm. lens that's supposed to be just dreamy oh i mean yeah overrated dreamy whatever you want to call an 85 (laughs) (laughs) i think on this podcast we called it overrated i think we called it perfect perfect portrait lens i think mm, is what we called it i think i think that's a 50 millimeter actually but maybe that's that's just one opinion that that is a opinion a 50 millimeter f 1.2 is perfect perfect for Mm. portraits Mm, yeah no, dude, I'm really excited. So, uh, as far as Canon getting like the holy trinity of zoom lenses at f2, uh, so far they have the what is it, the 28 to 70? 20, 28 to 70, yep. So, this would be uh, what is it, 16 or 17 to 16 28? 16 to 28. Um, and that's like the next one that they're supposedly going to rule out. So, I mean, to complete the Trinity though, they would have to They're saving the best for last. Yeah. They'd have to do a 70 to 200, except they're knocking everything down. Right. Uh, so th- yeah, they'd probably the do like wise. an 80 to 200 or something yeah. like that or 100 to 200. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like the next step if they, if they're going to be able to complete the Trinity, but the physics might just not work to get a, well, yeah, these lenses are so big and it's a lesser, uh, range. So a 70 to 200 is already a big lens at F 2.8. I can't imagine what that thing would look like at F 2. I I look like a cannon on the front of your camera. (laughs) They don't even have to put the label on it. People are like, it looks like a Canon. Must be a Canon. It's going to be so expensive. It's like, why would you even, why why are they even making that lens and then you can attach it to a camera? They should just make that lens as like, it's stuck on whatever camera body they put it on. And like, you know, it's, 
you can't buy that lens. You can just buy a camera with that focal range. <laughs> and that's it. Just literally yeah. has a sensor on the bottom or yeah. on the end of the lens that just Bluetooths yeah. to your Canon EOS R. Because it's going to be too big to fit on any lens, right? So Right. <laughs> Isn't that the future anyways? Why are we buying camera bodies and lenses? Why aren't we just buying lenses? <laughs> <laughs> And then they just like Bluetooth to your phone. Yeah. Perfect. Done. Yeah. Because then they'd go out of business when right now they can make $3,000 off a piece of plastic that goes on a lens. (laughs) Canon would not go out of business. They'd be making so much money. They'd be out of the game. Everybody knows their lenses are the best. It'd be done. Game over. So, I guess, Stephen, since you are the resident Canon shooter on this podcast... Oh, I don't use Canon mirrorless. I know, but does this have you like, hmm, maybe I'll take that summer bonus from my boss and I might go buy buy a little EOS R. I would love to buy an EOS R if it had two card slots. As a lady photographer, I just can't make that work without two card slots. What you need to do, though, is just, they make a card slot adapter. You just tape it to the bottom of the camera, stick that second card in there. It gives you that peace of mind that there are two cards in the camera. But there's not. There's just, there's, you've just taped a card to the bottom of the camera. That's what you're talking it's, about right now. But it's mental, Steve. It's all in your head. So this just helps you overcome that fear. Okay. Uh, this is a terrible, terrible idea. All right. I'm just, I'm it's trying to help mental. you out. No, no man. No, no. And that then what work. you do is you turn on the Wi-Fi enabled backup feature on the camera. You buy a little Wi-Fi enabled hard drive and you back those images up throughout the day as you're shooting, my friend. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's blinking at me and it, it, Morse code, hold on, translate. He's saying, yes, Dustin, you are so right. You are so, so right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, that's exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You got it right. Um, so, Dustin. Steve. Do you want to hear about a hero photographer? Is his name Jonathan Cox? No. No, Dang. it is not. No. Dang. No, that's on our new criminal segment. <laughs> no, no, I am talking about. Oh man, I might pronounce this wrong. Owner Albor Alborak. Owner. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. So you ready to hear about this? I'm all about Owner. Owner Alborak. Punched the groom in the face at a wedding he was shooting. Really? Yeah. So the uh, was a he's he's a Turkish wedding photographer and he was shooting a wedding in Turkey. The groom was older, and here's the thing: it's illegal to do, but. The wedding photographer found out the groom was marrying a 15-year-old girl. So he had been hired a week before the wedding, had been told nothing about the wedding. He showed up, and after showing up, he saw a girl who was trembling. And uh, he quickly, 
you know, through context clues and talking to her a little bit, pieced together that she was only 15 years old, which puts her under the legal age to be married in Turkey. Um, and when he found out, he tried to leave because he didn't want to support that. And uh, the groom tried to force him to stay physically um, and tried to fight him as he was leaving, which caused the photographer to punch the groom in the face and break his nose. Wow. Yeah. Did so, he continue photographing, though, after he punched him? No, he left. He wasn't going to support. Th- that's a terrible Did he thing. Did take the girl with him? Ah, it doesn't say any more information about that. It does say that the cops are called, though. And since it's not legal in Turkey to marry somebody underage, I assume the wedding didn't end up happening after, you know, the cops came. But, man, ah, I cannot even imagine what I would ever do in a situation like that. Like, I imagine I would walk out. I don't know that I would, you know, be able to punch somebody in the face and break their nose like that's just when i read that i was like damn dude um so let me uh this is, comes from the website daily.lessonslearnedinlife.com i saw it in a bunch of other places as well but this is the one i pulled up um anyway he says um so this is what albrecht said when confer on social media when being asked about it. He said, yes, the reports are correct. A child bride means child abuse and no force in the world can make me photograph a child as a bride. She's a child and I felt her fear because she was trembling. The groom attacked me as I was leaving. And that is a, that that's like his statement of why he punched the dude in the face. Yeah. I'm- and uh, as a result of that, a hundred wedding organizers in Turkey have called him to thank him for what he did. Wow. So it's a really, it's a really terrible story because child brides are a very terrible thing. Um, But I thought it was really cool uh, the way he reacted and his courage to walk out of the situation and his uh, courage to punch the guy in the face, something that could have ended his business. So how, how old was the groom? Uh, The the groom looks like he's in his fifties or sixties. He's very old and yeah, it's creepy as hell. So I I just wanted to highlight that even though it's a very gross story because I thought it was really cool what the guy did. So is this a common thing in Turkey? Did you get from the article or is this like... I don't really want to stereotype Turkey as a country because I'm sure a lot of people there would say that this is a horrible, terrible thing. I mean, it's legally, I don't think you're, you're, you're not allowed to do it anymore. So well, the majority of people must think it's bad and terrible and they don't want their country associated well, with it. Well, it's sort of like, ironically, like a lot of people in Turkey don't eat turkey. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. We're not going to make <laughs> jokes about this. I'm cutting out all the terrible jokes you tried to make. Somebody has to lighten it up. This is a story Somebody. about child abuse. No, it's a story about child abuse and a hero photographer. That's right. That's my job, Stephen oh, Benno. Man. All right, so let's 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 do some hard crime. You want to go to crime time with Jonathan Cox? Which I mean, with a name like Jonathan Cox, it must be crime. I mean, to have a name like that. Yeah. Hello, my name's Jonathan Cox. So, in Caldwell County, North Carolina, a man was arrested for scamming brides with false wedding services. I feel like we've we've hatched hashed out this plan in previous episodes, 
Yeah. What if Jonathan Cox is a listener of this podcast? And he was like, wow, that's actually a great idea, Dustin and Steve. Maybe I'll do this. What if we are the cause of this? So Jonathan Cox promised wedding photography services or other services, not just weddings necessarily. Heck, why limit it? Or photography. And uh, took deposits, 500 to almost $800 in some cases, and then just never showed up. (laughs) Which I believe Stephen himself said he would do. If he was to scam, like, because we were talking about a criminal if, before, and you're like, I was why even show up? Yeah, yeah. If I was going to scam, um, yeah. But this this guy apparently has proven that my my terrible advice from before about not showing up is very bad advice. And Jonathan, if you are a listener, I'm very sorry I got you landed in jail. And uh, to those brides who you know might be listeners, I'm very sorry that. I influenced Jonathan Cox to be so derelict in his duties for your wedding. But if you want, you can contact either Stephen or I, and we will rectify the situation by photographing your wedding in North Carolina. Yeah. Or wherever Jonathan promised to shoot your wedding. Jonathan Cox, as soon as you get out of jail, just hit Dustin and I up and we'll come shoot your wedding, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Your prison wedding. Yeah. We're not doing any of the brides that you scammed, though. They got what was coming to them, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> right, right, my boy Johnny. Right, Johnny boy? I, I, I read this article, and I was just, I wanted more detail. I wanted more meat and potatoes. Like, did he even meet with them? Like, how far did he take this? Was he, did he have a website? Did he, did they just, like, go to Panera and meet him? Or was he just, like... Here's my Tave form or my, you know, honey book form. Book now. Here's my contract. Like, I feel like it was probably super illegitimate to begin with. And so if these brides were just like, let me Venmo you $500. Hope you show up. Well, I am on Jonathan Cox photo on Facebook right now. <laughs> yeah, it's such it's, a it's not generic the same guy. name. It's not yeah. the same guy. <laughs> Poor guy's probably getting a lot of heat, though. <laughs> Oh, maybe it is the same guy. He only has like three things on his Facebook page right now. And are they beautiful? And his website no longer works. Oh, but it was a .co.uk. Oh, so that was a UK criminal I just looked up. <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's maybe that's what happened. Maybe he fled the UK, came to America. Tried the same scam. Charges, tried the same scam. With a name like Cox, he could be from anywhere. Who knows? Hmm. Could just really know his cocks. Yeah. Yeah. Usually they give you a name based on what you really know. That's why your last name is McKibben. I I wanted you to pick something you really know, Dustin. You're supposed to yes and that situation. Oh. That's why your last name is Lying on Podcasts. Steven Van Elk. No. That's why your last name is beautiful soul oh there we go like yeah yeah dustin beautiful soul <laughs> has a very um poetic you know flavor yeah, it's something he knows inside and out it's a beautiful soul no 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 okay let's let's do one more from the topic list um cassie may moonier moonier She's she told us how to pronounce this several times. I got it one time. Yeah. From our very own Facebook group says, can we talk about a new trend that keeps happening and it needs to be stopped? Guests 
applauding as the bride walks down the aisle with her dad slash person. It is so awkward. It's always one weird Uncle Joe that starts it, and everyone else feels like they have to join in. But it's the worst, and I feel like it totally ruins the moment for the bride. So Cassie, I'm not going to lie to you right now. I have never once witnessed this phenomenon. And now that you've said it, I have been on the outlook, the lookout for it, and I've even tried to start the awkward clap just to see if anyone else catches on. And people look at me really weird, Cassie. So I don't think this has really gravitated to Indiana. I don't, I don't know about you, Steve. Have you seen this happen yet? Have, have I seen this happen? Uh, usually the brides in Indianapolis, they walk down the aisle to thunderous applause, not awkward, slow applause. It's just, it's, it's the sound of thunder that you hear when they walk down the aisle. Sounds like bullshit. Call him bullshit on that one. Thunderous applause. Um, actually, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, this new thing's been happening in Indianapolis where a lot of times when the bride's walking down the aisle, um, they get out thunder sticks and they just mm-hmm. clap those together because, um, you know, the clapping wasn't really enough noise. And uh, I've been seeing a few people just uh, whip out some vuvuzelas and, you know, just... You know, straight like through. Ricola. Is that, is that that no, is? no, and that's not what that is. No, that's not no. what a vuvuzela is. No, I always get my vuvuzelas mixed up. Oh, so Cassie, unfortunately, Stephen and I, I don't think uh, maybe we just shoot classier weddings. Yeah, um, you don't have so, vuvuzelas playing when they walk down the <laughs> aisle. Your, your wedding isn't classy, Cassie. I'm sorry. I don't so know what Dustin's shooting. Cassie. Uh, Dustin's shooting Fort Wayne weddings, so who knows what those are all about. Yeah, typically it's a lot of people too busy smoking cigarettes as the bride walks down the aisle, so you know yeah. they can't clap while they have a you know a cig going mm-hmm. on. Well, yeah, but you do get like that uh, the inhale and exhale of everybody at the same time. It's like a. Then <sighs> there's always like that one guy who's not smoking, you know tobacco cigarette he's got a marijuana cigarette and he's like (coughs) (coughs) just like that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah can you do it one more time i don't think we quite got no i can't ever do that again that hurt that hurt my throat it hurt my chest it hurt my eyeballs surprisingly i'm about to cry (laughs) part of you died just then (laughs) all of me died Oh, so I'm so sorry, Cassie. Um, I wish we could be of more help. But Steve, maybe we can come up with a way to help Cassie stop this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is it, so um, imagine bride getting ready, doors to church opening. Cassie's at the end. Groom, super emotional, about to see his new wife, bride, what have you, groom, you know, whatever, coming down the aisle. People stand, music playing, Uncle Bob, Uncle Billy Bob, Uncle Johannesburg, you know, hands are raising to strike that first accord. What do you do? How, what is your recourse? You just walk over to him and like, uh, just like Cypher, when Cypher dies in the Matrix, you just look at him and say, not like this, not like 
this. And then if he claps, you do have to drop to the floor immediately and pretend to die. Mm-hmm. 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 And if he doesn't so, clap, then you just give him a hearty hug. You say, you saved my life today. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking um, is you got to do a little bit of scouting, Cassie. Uh, there has to be a bit of a scouting report done. You need to peg the people that are walking through that church uh, or venue door. Who do you think is going to be that one that could potentially start that clap? Now, here's what you do, Cassie. You have to get into cahoots, probably need to bring a bit of a bribe, maybe a candy bar, and you get with the person passing out those programs, Cassie, and you say, hey, listen, when you see these five people walk through the door and you show them headshots because you've gone above and beyond, you've stalked these people, Cassie, and you then coat their program in some sort of an adhesive mixture. You are practically Spider Woman at this point, Cassie. And as these pamphlets are being handpicked and given to these people, when they go to raise and clap their hands, all of a sudden their hands are they're glued together, Cassie. Problem solved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're welcome. That's a semi-good idea. I think, you know, if we're going to do physical harm to them, though, uh, which I feel uh, like super no gluing their hands harm. together no would do. Um, They're praying. I feel like, They're praying I feel long like you term just, now. You, you see Uncle Joe walking in with the golf pants on, and you just pull out your nail gun, and you just nail his hands together. <laughs> having some trouble there? You having some trouble there? Because <laughs> it, it looked like you just spit beer out all over the floor when I said that. <laughs> Just picturing you rolling in with your roller bag, right? You're getting your your 5D Mark II out because you're cheap, and then you put on that's that. a that's one card so, slot. You think I'm gonna 5D Mark II? Also, roller bag. Do you know me? Do you know me? I don't roller bag. That's that's a uh, Dustin. That's a Dustin beautiful soul move right there. I don't know what you're uh, talking about. I've seen you with a roller bag. You have not. And then you transfer gear to a shoulder bag. No, I do not own a roller bag. If you saw me with a roller bag, it's because I was bringing your bags into the That's probably the, the only time I've you. seen you with a bag is at weddings for me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> okay, picturing you with your satchel, and you're pulling out your camera, you're putting your lens on, and then out of that same satchel, you just whip out like an automated nail gun with an air compressor that you have to oh, keep gosh, on your yes. bag. Oh, man. Oh, this sounds so good. I feel like a Ghostbuster, but I'm more like a wedding clap buster. And then any, I'm a clap buster. Kind of, yeah. You're making eyes at people as like the bride's getting her, you. You you're gonna do one. You're gonna do one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no. Hands on the pew, buddy. Oh, hands on the pew. I like where you're going with this. I was just gonna do the hands together. You know. Um, oh no. But hands on the pew. Now they're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, my way, they could have still, like, walked out, maybe, you know, got an ambulance, uh, that sort of thing. Your way, they're not getting out without ripping those nails through their hands or out of the pew, one or the other. Yep. Yeah, you got to make sure you get over a bone for that to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good thinking. That's good thinking right there. I like that, Dustin. Well, you know, Heads in the right place. says they need more bodies in the pews. Yeah. I mean, we could do it a little bit less, you know... I'm going to maim you for the rest of your life. Um, maybe, you Could, know. Should and, we, though? And, should and, we? A, and a little less sticky. Uh, maybe you see Uncle Joe walking in with the golf pants on, you know, and you just mm-hmm. trip him. He goes flying face first, has to put his hands out, 
hands hit that rough cement. You got to get them before they come through the church doors. Hands hit that rough cement. Now both of his hands, you know, they got abrasions all over him. He can't clap like that. Nobody can clap like that. What's he going to do? Take his hands, flip them so they're back to back, and clap the back of his hands together? That hurts. It's (laughs) real awkward. Sounds like the guy from Happy Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) The guy with the fake hands. Yeah. The golf pro. Chubbs, yeah. Yep. Speaking of Chubbs, is that the same guy that's in the new Adam Sandler's movie on Netflix? Uh, Murder Mystery? I have no idea. I doubt it, but I have no idea. You know, but I do want to get back to your earlier point. I don't use a roller bag. So then how are you going to trip him? You're going to throw your messenger bag My down in front of him? foot? My no, foot? You think I'm going to put too... a bag with camera gear down? Okay. I don't have use a roller bag. Have you seen a think tank bag? It's can a I tank, just say, Steve. Can I just say, every single person I know who has a roller bag, you know what they want to talk to you about for hours on end? The wheels on the roller bag. Do you know how I've annoying never, that is? I have never oh, talked to you yes, about the you wheels. Yes, you have. You have. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't roll my roller bag over this rough, gravelly driveway. It'd screw up the wheels. Then I'd get wonky wheels, I, and it wouldn't roll nice and smooth. Ever talking or oh sounding. no! I have a roller I hope bag. I sound that and, sexy though. Now, Keep that voice going. <laughs> now we're now we're at the beach. Now I'm gonna have to pick up my roller bag because it has wheels. Oh my. god. Gosh, if I have to hear one more person with a roller bag say the word wheels, I'm going to lose it. Is it more like, Steve, I'm going to sit on my roller bag so you can push me. On the wheels. (laughs) Let's do a wheelie. Yeah. You know, my car has wheels too, and you don't hear me talking about the wheels every time I get in my car. Jeez. So is your car technically a roller bag? <laughs> it's a roller car. <laughs> it's a, it's a transportational car. device, okay? It's a roller mobile. A roller mobile. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit less cool than a Batmobile. Uh, we did not take our roller bag with us to Mexico. You didn't take your roller bag with you? You brought it with no. you to Sierra Leone. <laughs> That's right, I did. Yeah, and all day, every day in Sierra Leone, Steve, can you pick up the roller bag? Because it has wheels, and they don't work on this dirt. The wheels aren't good in the grass. But you're just so big and strong. Well, I am after carrying your roller bag everywhere. You're welcome. Jennifer, if you're listening, you're welcome. I took your your husband to Africa, a boy, brought him back a man. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. What do we do in Africa, bud? (laughs) Shot a lot of pot. (laughs) Filmed, filmed a lot of pot. No, we weren't allowed to film that, Dustin. We would have gotten in trouble and we could have gone to jail. Uh, Dustin. You think I don't have shots of that? Uh. (laughs) Do you want to do some Q&A with me, buddy? Let's do it, bud. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Anonymous email that I've never seen reads the following. Plus-sized model loses 70 pounds before a styled shoot. I shoot 
plus-sized brides. It's sort of my bread and butter. I recently hired a model for a styled shoot. She was a 5'4 and listed as weighing 200 pounds. Perfect for my needs. Woot! It's not, or excuse me, it's now a a few days before the shoot. And I checked her out on Instagram and she looks like she lost 70 pounds. I investigated a little and apparently she's been on a weight loss plan for the last six months and has lost a hell of a lot of weight. She still looks great, but no longer fits my needs. Can I fire her for losing weight? Or is that just as bad as firing someone for gaining weight? I don't want to be insensitive, but I don't really have a use for a stick-thin model. Help. Mm, I, I, why did I include this in the show notes? I don't want to answer this. (laughs) There's no jokes I can make about this. What what are we doing here? I think it's pretty easy. I think you just fire her. Yeah? Easy. You're for, for losing weight, you you can. Oh, the the reverse of that is, could you fire somebody for gaining weight? Uh, sure. You'd be okay with that as a human being. Human I being to human being, I would be okay with it. But it's a, a bit of false advertising, if you ask me, because the person she hired advertises themselves as a plus sized model steven mm-hmm. now if you advertised yourself as a stick thin model as you are and then put on 70 pounds you would now be in the thick stick model category mm. and oh, therefore yeah, yeah. Not all the ladies <laughs> love that thick stick category <laughs> I did that All the gentlemen you. love that thick stick category too. Everybody likes a thick that stick. Caramely nougaty middle. Um, mm-hmm. mm, if only they knew. And so, therefore, you would be moving categories, Stephen. And I don't think it's wrong that you're moving categories, especially if you're doing it intentionally. Um, you know, maybe there's more money in it for you in the thick stick category. Mm. But everybody likes a thick stick. But you know, it is what it is. You know, just, you know, simply share with her, hey, you know, Darlene, I've noticed that you have lost some weight and that's amazing for you. Uh, But unfortunately, the outfit that I've procured for the style shoot, I don't think will work for you anymore. Uh, Can you just call me back when you go through a breakup or something and you put that weight back on? Oh, Dustin. Oh, no. Can't go down that path? No. Oh, what's wrong with you? But okay, so then, how do you how do you conclude that? How do you you know like come back to me when you've gained the weight? So or, or maybe mm, you say something mm, like, mm, "Let you, me you, call you when I'm doing a shoot for some like compliment her for her achievements." Um, you know, let me call you when I'm doing a shoot for a skinny person. I feel like I feel like I see people Photoshop models to look thinner all the time so i feel like you could photoshop her to look not thinner right is that a thing i think as long as you yeah absolutely as long as you tell her ahead of time by the way i still want to hire you because i've heard such great things about you You have a glowing recommendation from such and such i want to hire you but just know um i've noticed you've lost some weight 
And in order for you to fit with my branding and my portfolio, I'm going to have to add weight to you via Photoshop. In post, yeah. I feel like that maybe could work. It's it's all about communication, though. Like, you have to be able to communicate with the model ahead of time. And just, uh, yeah, push that out there and just say, hey, um, for for my needs, what, I, what I'm looking for is this. And I would still love to use you. But I just want you to know I'm going to have to um, add some weight onto uh onto you in the photos in the in photoshop and oh man this is just a situation i never want to be in i feel like i feel like there's no way of approaching this Mm -hmm. without just sounding like a huge dick bag maybe that's why it doesn't bother me because i don't mind sounding like a huge dick bag it's a dustin dick bag beautiful soul (laughs) My new AIM screen name. Wow. I I feel like, yeah, you just got to communicate your needs and be upfront and let the model choose if they still want to participate. For your next style shoot, if you're looking for any thick stick models, Mm. Steven and I are ready and willing to... We've got the thickest sticks. ...to get in on... On all of that. <laughs> Gosh. Have tucks, will travel. Let's That's move all on I'm to saying. the next question. Devin Roland from our very own Facebook group says, or asks, so as I was getting ready to leave tonight, the bride's brother asked if it'd be okay to take a cell phone photo of him with me. Anyone else ever have randos from a wedding ask for a pic with you? Uh... Great question, Devin Rowland. I think this is a more common thing for women, not to sound super sexist. Uh, You guys are just better looking. But um, I think guests are more drawn to having photos with the ladies. Um, But I've had it happen with me a few times. Um, And recently, because I'm a little bored at weddings, um, I try to jump in people's photos and photobomb them. Oh gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. And not like not like people's cell phone photos. I try to jump in the photos. Every single person who photobombs your portraits of the brides and grooms. I just want you to know, Dustin, you deserve it. I can't believe what I'm hearing right now. You deserve it. Exactly. I mean, that's why I started doing it. Because people were always trying to photobomb my pictures of the bride and groom. So what I started doing is every time Corinne was taking a group shot at a reception, I tried to weasel my way in. Oh my gosh. Ruining your own photos. Ugh. I know. It's like then I'm creating more work for myself. Yeah. Now you have to Photoshop yourself out. Ugh. Every part of this, every part of this just makes me so angry. Ah, oh. it just makes about you the, angry, the hard work your wife is says, doing. Can the I hard... have a photo with him? Not true. So this weekend, this very weekend, I was asked if uh, somebody could take a photo of me at the wedding I was shooting. Um, with... They came up and they asked if they could take my camera and do a photo of me because was I had the taken some photos of them. Was it the ring bear? Damn it. Damn it. That was the joke. <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> it wasn't the ring bearer, it, but it was a child. Better not have been child. the flower girl. <laughs> no. Hope it wasn't the flower girl. I don't Unless know why that would be worse. No. I don't know why that'd be worse. That's, this is all real weird now. Welcome to the spin zone. The spin zone? You're the spinniest spinner that has ever spun anything out. You're spinning out all these circles, all, all these thick, stick, beautiful soul circles all over the place. That's kind of what we do for Devin Rowland. <sighs> Jen gets asked every once in a while from time to time if people can take a photo with her. Um, and very, very rarely I'll have like a bride or a groom or sometimes a groomsman asked to get a photo with me. Um, very, very rarely. Yo, it's typically like some groomsman that's kind of intoxicated during portraits who's like, hey, let me take your picture. And it's like directed more to my wife, but kind of to the both of us. And then we're like, maybe later. And he's like, then, you know, they drink more and then they'll come back at the reception. Like, is it my turn to take your guys' picture? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I was just thinking about having you take my $6,000 camera and take our pa- I mean that was literally the first thing I was thinking of when I saw you come up to me just now. And then I immediately thought, "Wow. If only I had more film in this camera for you to take I mean, that would have been just something." And he's like, "Oh, are you all out of film?" And I'm like, "Yeah. But do you have some?" Oh man, I didn't. I forgot my film. I forgot oh. my film. That thing all drunk people usually have on them. You know how it is, man. Oh, how am I gonna get more drunk without more film? Do you have? Do you have your iPhone? Do you want to take a picture with your iPhone of us? Oh yeah, man. I got my iPhone. I'll take a picture of you with my iPhone. That's a good idea. Oh, yeah, man. Don't worry. You don't even worry about it, man. I got my iPhone right I take here. Care man. Of you. Yeah, no, no. Get in there real close with your wife. I'm going to take a take a little picture of the two of you together. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Come on, player. Get out in there. You know how it is. <laughs> that's mm, right. Yeah. So that's kind of how it goes. That's how you do it. Yeah, I mean, oh. Woof. It's tough. See, it's got to be. Now, Steve, it's it, it's tough in this world. It's tough, joke. If, if you just shot with the mirrorless system with the cannon, you could pull that fake memory card out of the bottom and throw it on the ground and just be like, oh my God, my memory card. I can't shoot anymore. Oh, you want to go back to your terrible <laughs> idea. Your, ter- your terrible idea. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't even funny. Is it, It's actually getting funnier now that you brought it up again. But it's getting less funnier because I just said it was getting funnier. And now I'm like drawing attention to it, man. But let, let's just pitch this real quick, Stephen. Let's just go with me in this rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, man. Let's go in this rabbit hole together, huh? Yeah. What if we actually fabricated a second memory card slot and put it on Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, I like this idea. Is this the idea where we get people to send us a lot of money and then we just and we're just putting a piece of plastic that mounts to the you know the screw hole on the bottom of a camera that fits a SD card, and we could make like CF card ones too. Like we could you make every card (laughs) takes an SSD. This sounds like a great way to go to prison. I'm 
excited for this. I'm excited to go to jail with you, Dustin. Oh, yeah, man. Can we be cellies? We're going to be bunk buddies in the cell. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to go to the slammer together, man. I'm pretty sure if Coolest Cooler can put out a cooler that no one ever gets and still be in business, we can put out a device that does nothing. Oh, the difference is they actually made the cooler. And even though it didn't ship to everybody who backed them on Kickstarter... Oh, we'll they actually make actually this. made it. We'll actually make this. We'll ship it. <laughs> and we'll, I mean, it'll be plain as day advertising. This does not do anything. <laughs> it is kind of like a, what's the pill you take that doesn't do anything? A placebo. This is a placebo effect for your camera. It gives you that peace of mind that you have two cards in your camera for people like you, Stephen Van Elk. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover. This is Steve and Dustin coming at you hot and live from their bunk in the slammer. <laughs> uh, Dustin, what are you drinking in that? You, you got some of that, that toilet wine? That, that hooch, grape Kool-Aid. you know what I'm saying? Grape Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. You know, I haven't been able to the use the bathroom for three weeks, but Dustin didn't tell me until after the first week that he was making that toilet wine in there. So it's got a little piss in it. You know what I'm talking about. It's you all know, those potatoes you've been eating. That's just that ammonia, you know? It's it's good drinking. Mm-hmm. Get, on, get on down here to the Slammer with Stephen Dustin. We're going to be talking about more Kickstarter scams you can run on people. Steve, you know you, what I'm you're going to insult all of our listeners that are in the lockup. Because they're in like, Kickstarter scams. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's only a scam if we aren't clear about what we're going to do with it. Zane Naylor from our very own Facebook group asked, Brain Trust, your recommendations are needed. I run an event production company that works mostly with audio-visual lighting. And pinatas. We have a Nikon D7200 that we use to capture a few photos at our events. We bought it in a kit that included an 18-55 and a 55-300 Nikon Nikkor glass. Looking to upgrade our collection with a lens or two to help us capture great photos of our events and gear. Not looking to spend thousands of dollars per lens, but willing to spend some money on it. Looking for crisp, the, the crispest image quality. Crunchy. Crunchy. Especially in low light scenarios. Any recommendations are welcome. Side note, Zane says... I am a novice shooter and have the most experience behind the lens of anyone at our company. I realize the best photos come with experience. Just trying to grab a few shots of gear and event setups that look good enough to show off to potential clients. Yeah. Zane Naylor. Ladies and gentlemen, the million dollar question that all professional photographers get on a weekly or bi-weekly basis is, hey, I want to get a great camera or a great lens, but I don't want to spend any money. Okay, Dustin, here here we go. Zane, my boy, you want to know how to get crisp just like me and Dustin? <laughs> so for those of you out there who can't see Steve's video feed, he's doing some sort of facial massage method. You got to keep the mustache slick, Dustin, you know. Zane, we're, we're going to help you get real crisp over here. Zane, what you want to do? What you want to <laughs> do, my man? You want to tell your boss you need a new camera, a whole new setup. You want to tell him <laughs> we got to spend at least $7,000. Get that 
Dustin McKibben camera. You know what I'm talking about, Zane. That good Nikon Nikkor stuff going on. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The stuff you won't even let a guest touch to take your photo. So you get that. That camera, that lens that your boss, you know, thinks you need, you immediately sell that on Craigslist or eBay or wherever. Use all the money you get from selling it. Now you go pick up yourself a Google Pixel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that new Google Pixel, it's got that night vision, baby. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you got that night vision, you got that portrait mode, you're going to get those crisp photos that you've been wanting. He's massaging his face again. Mm-hmm, Zane, you know what I'm talking about. And you just pocketed like, what, $3,000 after, you know, you took that hit from selling stolen goods on Craigslist? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Zane? You know what I'm talking about. Zane, we're going to save a bunk for you in the slammer with me and Dustin. <laughs> we'll let you have a bite of our pudding. But seriously, Zane, get a Google Pixel. Why are you spending money on more Nikon glass and lenses? Nikon's a dying brand. Sony sells more cameras than them. You buying more Nikon gear right now is like investing in tombstones. Is smart because there's so many people selling their used Nikon gear because they're switching to Sony. So start stocking up on all that used Nikon gear, Zane. I mean, yeah, just go to the uh, dumpster behind your local camera store and pull out some of that Nikon gear that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Nikon, by the way, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. <clears throat> mm, Nikon, <laughs> we want to thank you so much and so hard. It means the world to us that you would sponsor this. Your camera gear is just, um, my oh gosh. Your camera gear is just so great, Nikon. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now you know it was true because I used my truth voice. My truth voice. <laughs> I put my truth hat on. You started on. this. You I started this, back Dustin. my truth mustache. <laughs> you used this voice first. You, uh, you brought me to this character. <laughs> Zane, to real talk, I mean, your D7200 is going to be fine. Uh, in low light situations, the only thing that's going to really improve any performance on that is getting a low uh, aperture lens, um, like a 50, 1.4, 1.8, something like that. Uh, you're not going to recommend an 85? Uh, no, well, I think you said from earlier in the episode, you were talking about getting 85s. Mm-hmm. You said 85 for, for the best for Doesn't portraits. Sound like he's, he's taking portraits, portraits of his gear. Gear portraits. Poor, poor gear portraits. <laughs> Gorprich. Gorprich. I can't even... I'm, I'm trying to portman to those words and I can't do it. I just want Zane Naylor to start a website uh, secondary to his pinata portraits where he's doing <laughs> gear portraits. I love that he's not selling the pinatas anymore. Now he's doing portraits of them. Yes. Zane Naylor, the number one pinata portraiture. <laughs> photographer portrait artist coming coming soon to creative life <laughs> i want to talk about how i turn the pinata i really evoke the emotion from the pinata it's a very safe space don't worry pinata i will not break you wow. you gotta fill that pinata with a lot of smoke too right before you hit it with the baseball bat so mm-hmm. when you break the pinata not only is there like a lot of candy coming out but there's a lot of smoke too Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. just to confuse people. 
So then you can sneak in like a ninja as the person who, you know, sold them the pinata and set it up for them because it is a custom pinata job. You sneak in there under the cover of that awesome smoke bomb you put in there. You snatch up all the candy, you run out. They're looking at the pinata like, where's all that candy though? Where's all my candy? I guess that's not the greatest idea because then you get in trouble for not having candy in the pinata you stole them. Uh, yeah, no, let's go back on that one. That was a bad idea. Bad idea. Uh, so yeah, Zane. But maybe if you needed to kill someone at the party. No, no, no. Let's go back to the smoke bomb thing. Have you thought about killing people professionally, Zane? <laughs> now you sell the pinata with the smoke bombs. You can sneak in there, get the job done under cover of smoke, sneak back out. Nobody knows until the smoke clears and they're like, whoa, what happened? Why wouldn't you just kill them with the pinata smoke bomb? You can't kill people with a smoke bomb, Dustin. You can't? Zane has a guaranteed success rate as an assassin. He's got a five stars on Assassin Uber. Um, a smoke bomb might just burn them. Oh, no. What it probably comes down to is he doesn't want to lose his pinata contract. <laughs> it's much more lucrative than the assassin contract. He's got to have a fallback, Steve. Everyone needs a fallback. If murder for hire doesn't work out, he's got to keep the pinata thing going. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, though, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at Wedpick Hangover. Dustin, beautiful soul, is on Instagram at Dustin underscore beautiful soul. And Steven <laughs> is at Steven Thickstick. If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to steveanddustinsaytheworld.com and you can sign up to support us for as little as a dollar a month. As I said last week, right now, uh, if you sign up at a dollar a month, you get the first five episodes of Steve and Dustin Save the World so that you get a taste. We're, we're, We're helping you get a little taste you know this podcast we've been told many 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 times it's like a drug for a lot of people and uh, a lot of people are looking to do more of that drug and they don't know yet though if they'll get that same high off steven doesn't say the world.com as they get off wedding photo hangover so yeah you know you can you can edge in for just a dollar and uh you know see see if you get that same high take right, a hit Take a hit. Take a hit. Take a hit of Dustin and Steve. On us. Yeah, take a hit of our thick sticks. Of us. It's extremely helpful to us and to the making of this podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another Another wedding. Another wedding. Dustin, what is this book that you couldn't put down? Couldn't listen down? Uh, It is... It's it's turning out to be better than what I thought. When my wife, because my wife actually is who found it, um, somebody recommended it to her. Because my wife is a huge. Please Harry be Potter sisterhood nut. of the traveling pants. Please be sisterhood of the traveling pants. <laughs> my Sorry, wife what is was a that? huge Harry Potter nut. Please be and sisterhood of the traveling pants. She was trying to find something that would resonate with her in the same way, um, and somebody recommended her to check out the Harley Merlin series. What is that? I've never exactly. heard of it. Exactly. I had never heard of it either. Uh, it was told to us to be like Harry Potter for 
our generation or for like our age group, which I don't think is really true. I think it's more like Harry Potter for 20 year olds. No, Harry Potter was Harry Potter for 20 year olds. No, because Harry Potter was like a middle schooler when, you know, we were in middle school. Harry Potter oh, was in so middle Har- school. Harvey Birdman is not like that? Harley Merlin. Harvey Birdman, gotcha. It's hurting <laughs> no. a lot, right? I mean, I'm just on the first book and I'm really still kind of early on into the book. But essentially it's about a orphaned witch and um, sort of discovering who she is. And uh, they make a few pokes at Harry Potter, which is kind of fun. Kind of saying like, oh, this isn't a child's book. This is the real wizarding world. (laughs) I've been um, to the real wizarding world. Exactly. Yeah. And and you found Ulysses. No. um, He was there with me. Yeah. He is a wizard. I mean, wizards have pipes, right? Yeah. (laughs) Just like Gandalf. (laughs) <laughs> just like can't off. but um yeah so far so good yeah where's the lord of the rings world you know you know that that was my jam when i was a kid you know what mm-hmm. harry potter for me was for my generation it was called the hobbit the hobbit was harry potter for my generation uh, and there's too many, many generations to before my track of reading the those hobbit. tolkien books well, no no just just the hobbit it's like there's a hobbit there's gandalf and then there's a bunch of dwarfs that are basically the same person that's all you have yeah, to know. But they're not. But they're not the same <laughs> they person. <are>. A <laughs> bunch of interchangeable dwarfs that you don't care about. All you care about is Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, but he's not a very likable character. Yeah. Bilbo Teabag ends. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. So far, it's a good book. Uh, if you're into wizarding witchcraft type fiction, uh, that's like an easy read. Uh, so far it's been good. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Save you some money. Sounds good. Can't wait. Can't wait. I'm I'm gonna have to check this book out now. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I've already bought came. the book. I've already bought the book on Amazon. Oh no, I bought ten copies of the book. Dustin, what am I gonna do with these? I wanna I wanna see when it came out because I'm a little bedazzled that I have <laughs> never heard of it. You're bedazzled? Bedazzled. There are already nine books in this series. Sounds came like it probably started year. when Harry Potter started. No, the first book came out year. last year, and there's nine there's books in nine the series. Books. How is that possible? Is this 2018? This what is crazy. Did you write the entire series and then drop them all at once? Possibly. Or it was written by like 12 different authors all writing under a pen name. Bella Forest. That sounds like a real name. That sounds real, real. All right, this is getting boring. Mm. So what have you been up to? What have you been watching? What have you been reading? Uh, just, just same old, same old, you know? Same old Steve. That's what people call me. You know, I've really gotten into this new podcast called the Beef and Dairy Network. It's very good. It's a Beef fic- and Dairy Network? It's a fictional podcast about beef and dairy in the United Kingdom. And it's just like a bunch of improvers who get together and uh, they report everything in a like very dry, like we're being serious sort of way. And uh, it's just everything they say is complete nonsense. And it brings me so much joy, so much joy, incalculable, incalculable amounts of joy. 
I think like the first episode I listened to, they it was like the first episode of the series and they were talking about um he was interviewing somebody who supposedly was like working on the Mars rover stuff and he asked him if he'd ever found uh, a hoof print on Mars. You know, signs that there might be a, a fifth meet. And so it's just utterly ridiculous. And uh, then so the guy had to respond and he, he responds like a normal person would. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? We're, we're looking for bacteria and microbes. And the other guy's like, so you would say that maybe you haven't found it because you haven't been looking for it. Just they approach the whole thing incredibly like stone faced, serious. And it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. And what was this called? Beef and Dairy Network. Beef and Dairy Network. I'll have to yeah. check this out. Is it an audio podcast or? Yeah, there's only like one episode that comes out a month, and it started in like 2016. So there's like maybe 60 episodes now or something. Did like you that. just start maybe from the beginning? Yes, or... I did. The episodes are only like 15 to 30 minutes long. Gotcha. It was a shorter podcast, not like this one, which is even shorter. Yeah. All right, Dustin, we gotta say goodbye. Good night, Steve. Good night. Are we inside each other? Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs. Woo-wee!